royalty free, but pretty damn good. Oh yeah, love that riff. Mm-hmm. 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 Man, did you hear Mitch McConnell? Oof. He was giving a speech at an annual picnic. And, of course, everybody's saying, well, this is a good sign. Maybe it's time for good old Mitch to retire the reins. And I, he did a really good job at appointing judges during the uh, Trump term. So I'll give him that. But you know, he, it's time to go, man. This is the reaction he got from his his supporters out in Kentucky over the weekend when he was trying to give a speech. This is Mick McConnell's reaction in the in the audience. You know, that wouldn't make me feel very good. He doesn't care. He just keeps talking. Well, you know, I'm here. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> uh, a little bit later on, Matt Gates was seen talking to Lieutenant, or uh, I think it's Be My Little General, three-star General Langley, who is in charge of operations in West Africa. And there's a huge, I'm telling you this because the media won't, either they don't think you're smart enough to figure it out or they just don't care, which is amazing to me because, you know, there's a lot of activity going on in Africa. I mean, Africa is in the beginnings of what could be a pretty interesting future for them if they could stop being Marxist and stop practicing a religion that likes to behead people who don't agree with it. But they did it. The many African countries, you might ask yourself, why are all these African countries, they never seem to get out of poverty. What's going on with them? Well, the answer is socialism. See, when they kicked out the colonials, they got tired of the Dutch and the French and the whites and all these other people. They decided not to adopt. They kicked out the baby with the bathwater. You know, a lot of these places like, for example, where Joy Reid's father's from, Chad. It's, it's socialist, Marxist hell. In, in many of these these emerging countries. And, and some of these countries are beautiful, like Ghana. I'd love to go to Ghana. Ghana is a democracy. It's one of the few, I don't want to say thriving democracies, but it's a, it's a very small country. It's about the size of, I don't know, maybe twice the size of Connecticut. Maybe a little bit larger, I don't know. But anyway, it's one of the few emerging where they, they did kick out the colonials, but they did adopt did democratic policies. And uh, in Western Africa, there's a there's a nation. I think it's called e- Ewoks, which is the economic Western uh, Africa countries, a- African countries. And they want some kind of democracy. They're trying to get, but the problem is, is that Americans are over there fostering dissent, and they're putting insurgents, and they're training people who then go on to perform coups. Maybe we should just play this now because it's such a good piece, but. This is this is Matt Gates. He's questioning the general in charge of operations. I believe he's a Marine, Langley. Now listen to this interchange. It's about two minutes. But this tells you why America continues to falter 
overseas. We continually do this. We've been doing this. This is what the Victoria Newlands in the world and the Jake Sullivans are all about, going overseas and messing with other people's lives. And they do it under the guise of freedom. Listen to this. It's in our curriculum. We Leading stress core values. We request civilian-led governance. Wait, 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 uh, so, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is leading coups in our curriculum? Absolutely not. So, civilian-led, civilian-led. My question is, do we share core values with the coup leader in Burkina Faso who we trained? Holistically, we teach whole, uh, uh, you know, core values uh, with a respect for civilian governance, apolitical, and that's what sticks across uh, a high, very high percentage in the 90, 90 over but not 90 everybody, percentile. Right? But not everybody. And, and when it, I wonder how many people it takes to, to plan a coup. I mean, initially you didn't know how many we trained and equipped. Then you said it was 1%. You had no base, basis for that 1% number because there's no data set you track. Mr. Chairman, I seek to, uh, unanimous consent to enter into the record. Another U.S. trained stol- soldier stages a coup in West Africa by the intercept. Without objection, so ordered. And I, I further seek unanimous consent to enter into the record. U.S. forces trained the Guinean colonel behind the recent coup in West African country, and this is regard to Guinea. Without objection, so ordered. So I guess the, the question is, why should U.S. taxpayers be paying to train people who then lead coups in Africa? Do you realize how important that question is? I just want you to think about that for a moment. This is a... Representative Matt Gates, can we re- rewind that just a little bit? Let's go ahead and rewind this just a little bit. Here we go. Ready? The, the question is, why should U.S. taxpayers be paying to train people who then lead coups in Africa? Long pause. Congressman, our curriculum harvests core values and also uh, to, uh, to be able to embolden these countries for a representative democracy. But, but, but General, that democracy isn't what emerges. The problem is, I, I know you, you may have great confidence in what you're teaching, but when two governments have been overthrown, I guess, how many governments have to be overthrown by people we train before you sort of get the message that our core values might not be sticking with everyone? Is it five countries? Ten? We'll, we'll continue with our persistence in assuring but do you think it's that, they harbor, they, that they harbor democratic norms, do, democratic values. Just a moment ago, you said, you said we shared core values with Colonel Dembuya. You said, you said that just moments ago in response to my question, and his core value seems to be leading a coup. So I, I don't think it's stuck. I think we should at least know how many countries we train the coup plotters in. Uh, how many is too many? Because clearly two is not too many, and I think we could use our resources far more effectively than doing this. It's worth exploring. I mean, from the, on the one hand, I am happy that we live in a country where we have representatives who can call the military in and grill them and get them to admit what they're doing. But it's a travesty that our country is still involved in creating world wars overseas, destabilizing economies, basically doing everything that we accuse China and Russia of doing. And we continue to do it, and Americans are blinded because the media doesn't report it. American taxpayers are unwittingly funding the training of people who go on to overthrow their democratically elected governments, even when we don't like the democratically elected government or the leader that they elect. 
And uh, but but all eyes on Ukraine, right? Let's not let's not pay attention to any of that. Let's just focus on the war efforts in Ukraine. The futile. You know that four thousand Ukrainians died since Friday. Four thousand. That's almost as many that died in Chicago. No, obviously not true. But my point is, why are we funding the war now? A majority of Americans are now saying, no more money, no more money for Ukraine. We're done. But that's not what the administration hears. The administration here is we got to continue to fight. We got to continue to fight because we want to continue to get rich off the military industrial complex. Michael Letts is joining us. We'll get to him in just a minute. Hang on to your seats. Speaking Out America continues. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. Jim Watkins and my guest, Michael Letts, CEO, investusa.org, and a law enforcement officer of many decades, special forces, fought for our country. And we caught up a little earlier to talk about Trump, about the NYC writing, and all the stuff that's going on in our country. And he's back to talk to us about just how fragile things are in our country right now. We're in a different era. I mean, this is not politics anymore. This is just downright mean, nasty, good versus evil. They sue him for everything that's worth I just don't think you can stand up in the heat of the kitchen. We've got to get it cleaned up where we can start putting a level play up field and have other people out there again. I mean, does Nikki Haley think she can, you know, take <laughs> take the deep state by the leash and lead it around like a little puppy dog? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, I don't expect any of them to admit they can't, and they all tell me that. Oh, well, we, we, we've got this one in the bag. I say, you know, I've seen what, what uh, Trump can do. Yeah. And I have not seen, I mean, I, everybody has it in the bag. You know what I mean? Everybody, oh, yeah, I can withstand it. But trust me, it's no fun. And I've seen Donald do it and being able to stand up to the, to the, to the test. And that's where we need to be. We just don't have the ability to... Uh, try out new commodities at this stage. Something that doesn't get talked about enough is the court appointments. Um, you know, because right. all of our institutions at this point have been pretty much compromised by this new ideology, this kind of woke socialism, Marxism. But the one area where there's still a chance where we could keep a hold of things is our courts, appellate courts, district courts, you know. And I know you know more about that stuff than I do, but it if enough of liberal judges get in there and they start upholding all of these crazy environmental laws and these diversity laws and free speech laws, I think we could lose freedom of speech in this country very quickly. Yeah, I have never in my life, Jim, seen a Justice Department go after the ability for A, to be able to freedom of speech, you know, uh, be able to express your opinion. They go after legal counsel. I mean, you know, this has been a bedrock of this country for ever since it started. You have the right to counsel, and they don't have to tell you what they talk about. But not under, not under Biden. DOJ, they're filing court motions to compel attorneys, you know, to uh, give the notes of the conversations held. That's just so unconstitutional, Jim. Yep, yep. Big fight on our hands. And we have to be empowered with knowledge. So we're we're uh, we're rolling. So let me talk about. I want to get your take on what happened over the weekend in New York City with that riot. Sure. What, what what's your sense of that? I, I didn't know what to make of that. I mean, I couldn't believe. First of all, how does a guy have twenty million followers when all he does is rant and rave? I've never even heard of the guy. 
I mean, it's well, amazing. Here is the scary part about it, Jim. What we have seen over the weekend is just how far we have lost a generation of young people. They congregate and they idolize and they list as hero a person who simply just, as you said, bubbles and fumbles and rhetoric that A, makes no sense, and B, is quite offensive and quite harmful. I mean, it has... It espouses evil. It espouses young people to be compelled to do things that they never would do. So you have that kind of an idol. He then announces that he's going to give away some free PlayStations. Doesn't tell the city. Doesn't ask for a permit. Uh, just simply says, I'm going to give away a couple of uh, game stations, PlayStations, down uh, downtown, Union Square. And... Um, with knowing he had that followed, suddenly thousands of young people show up. And well, he's running late, and uh, I understand that concept. But here's what these young people do. Rather than be orderly and wait patient to see what he has planned, they just decide to take this time they're all together and turn. And they begin to vandalize. They're jumping on top of cars that were parked there, busting out windows slashing tires, uh, harassing and agitating and actually trying to assault tourists that are in that area. So then the police arrive. Well, you would think when the police arrived, okay, suddenly they would realize that the authorities were there and they would either dissipate or behave themselves. They chose neither. What did they chose to do? They chose to run up and jump on the police cars, bust their windows, bust their emergency lights, uh, try to put a defensive line and charge the police. So they had no choice but to break out the riot gear and tear gas, except anything that was needed, to contain the issue. And quite frankly, I'm proud of the NYPD, not the mayor. We'll talk about that in a minute. Even though Eric is a friend of mine and he was a captain of the NYPD, he'd become a politician, and that's a horrible thing. So they had to contain the situation. They made arrests. And then after the arrests were made, what does our mayor do? Having had 30 years of experience in law enforcement as a captain, rather than back the blue, black the men, he comes out and says, well, it's not the young people's fault. Oh, man. They're victim of circumstances. Here we go. Uh, this was, you know, the uh, rapper's fault. And I'm not saying it anyway. I support the rapper. You know how I feel, Jim. Yeah. But suddenly... It's his fault for having uh, sent them uh, expectations of PlayStations. And then perhaps there are agitators in the crowd. And why did he get that? Because there are a lot of fireworks. There are a lot of M80s. Well, in the old days, Jim, you and I couldn't buy an M80. M80 is a more explosive firecracker. Nowadays, shoot, you can get them on the black market a dime a dozen. So he suddenly says, because of that, oh, it couldn't have been the team's fault. There had to be a bunch of agitators. With absolutely no proof. No, the truth of the matter, Eric, is our young people are so brainwashed and disengaged because of the fact that they've come through a public education system that, remember, for the last decade, decades, plural, have taken away values and principles. Don't want to have that because if you have values and principles in our classroom, somebody might think you're teaching religion. 
So we want everything to be amoral. Well, you know good and well, Jim, amoral doesn't work. Um, you can't just say there is no value in life, so you can do whatever you want to. That is teaching a principle, teaching a very negative principle. So we have done that to all these young people, train them that way, and then we scratch our heads when they get together and they act like a bunch of a bunch of monkeys, with literally no respect for the law. But then you have uh, politicians who come out and try to justify, it. oh well, they, it's not their fault. Well, they are just victims of circumstances. They're bored. We should have more activities for them so that they feel productive. Jim, that mm. is the liberal democratic philosophy that is based in communism that has done everything possible to this point to help. And it's not totally responsible, but it's taken a big part of helping to destroy this country. And it's yeah. time that people of faith say, you know what? You can't survive as a society without values and principles. We've had enough. If you're going to use my tax dollars to provide education to pay for it, then we're going to have a say-so as to how it's done. Michael Letts is joining us. InvestCEO.org is a, an organization that he has developed to help fire, uh, law enforcement officers with protective vests across the country. Uh, I say bring back the draft at this point. We've got a couple wars we've started overseas. Let's put these people to work. Seems like a lot of young people now with a lot of energy and nothing to do. I would agree with you wholeheartedly, Jim. I, I think you know, the draft, I think, quite frankly, you remember we did something back in the 30s. We had the conservation programs where you didn't sit back and enjoy benefits and not work for it. Yeah. I think if you want to spend dollars that way, and I'm not saying I'm in favor of that, but if you want to spend them that way, then you need to teach values and principles. The it has to start there. Is we have to have accountability. Yeah. That has to be a bedrock of our foundation. It is not. It is time we have accountability in government and education. And here's why I make that tying it in with invest. It's our poor officers that are out there having to deal with a total disrespect and disregard for authority. So not only are they ridiculed, but their lives are at stake every day. And Jim, we are seeing all across this country a exodus of officers from everywhere. You have skeletal crews who will eventually not be able to hold up to the demand and the pressure. And we will go into anarchy. And that's someplace nobody wants to be. Let's leave it there because we want people to think about what you just said. Uh, I appreciate your wisdom and insight into this, and we look forward to our next conversation. Michael Letts, also go to michaelletts.com. Thank you, Jim. God bless you, and God bless you. 